0: Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe.
1: Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'm your host, Austin Montero, and today we are joined by Nate Witkowski of Warrior Fitness in Malden, Massachusetts. Nate, how are we doing, man?
2: I'm doing good, Austin. Appreciate you having me on the show. You got it, brother. Thank you for coming on,
1: spending some time with us, talking about business, talking about well, yeah, what it's like to be an entrepreneur in the fitness space in 2022. Now, I know you guys have been open coming up here on three years, right? Nate, you mm-hmm. went through COVID. I know it's tough in Massachusetts from like business lockdowns and the masking and capacity issues, very similar to here in Connecticut, where I am. So uh, let's dive in first, Minister. We're fitness. I love the vibe you guys have. What are you ultimately trying to to build with your business?
2: Yeah. So, I mean, what we're trying to build, we're definitely, uh, on that, uh, spectrum. If you're thinking about gyms, we're on that spectrum of, you know, the private boutique style, uh, gym, right. Um, so, um, what we really focus on with our clients, especially like, you know, when we get new clients is, you know, tailoring their experience to where they're at on their fitness journey. Um, so everything that we do in here is really, uh, customizable depending on the person And we just want to continue to grow that. We just find that 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 provides the best value for our customers. Um, And as as well as, you know, our adults that come into the gym as well as our athletes as well. So, you know, just trying to provide that experience to help them reach their goals and uh, just provide the best service that we can, uh, you know, on their fitness journey.
1: Love it, man. Love it. And I love that they said like, Love it that you said, like, meet the clients where they're at. You know, everybody comes, right. everybody comes to us at a different fitness level or maybe never worked out ever or maybe worked out for 35 years, professional athlete, who knows. So, so Nate, you could have done anything, man, in the world. You know, why choose to go down this route of opening a gym when you did and all that good stuff? What kind of led you to that decision?
2: Yeah, I mean, I guess the, the story starts all the way back, uh, I'd say probably in kindergarten. So exactly. funny story is I, I almost didn't graduate kindergarten. And and the reason why I almost didn't graduate was because I wouldn't do the chicken dance. Okay. And so uh, everyone's doing the chicken dance. I'm off in the corner, kind of just doing my own thing, not wanting to do the chicken dance. And as I moved on, like throughout my life, I keep on going back to that time. And like, you know, like, why didn't I do the chicken dance? Like, what was the actual reason why? And it was really because, you know, everyone was doing it. And I never wanted to do what everyone else was doing, right? I like that. So fast forward to high school. I was a uh, two sport varsity athlete okay. in baseball and in hockey. Um, during that time, funny enough, I was also a competitive hip hop dancer for five years in Very high good. school. So, I mean, yeah. I went from not dancing in kindergarten to dancing. Right. right. Um, but still like always having that mindset of being an entrepreneur. Sure. Um, sure. Both my parents They dove into the, you know, entrepreneurial world, uh, probably like right around eighth grade. So I got a taste of what that was like. My mom brought me with her, uh, to different seminars and things like that. So I got a taste of, you know, what this entrepreneurial lifestyle was really like. Right. Right. And, uh, I fell in love with it. So what did I want to do after high school? You know, I wanted to study business. I wanted to be a business owner. I wanted to be an entrepreneur. I didn't really know what it was going to be, uh, so I went to Bentley University, where I studied marketing. Uh, I was also a four-year uh, baseball player there. I'm actually yeah. humble brag. I'm the uh, <laughs> I've uh, played the third most uh, games in, oh, wow. in in Bentley history. So very cool. Very cool. Uh, pretty proud of that. Yeah, um, but. At Bentley, it was really where I, you know, started to brainstorm, you know, what I wanted to do, you know, post Bentley, uh, you know, post-college, you know, what I wanted to do in the real world. So, you know, I had a couple of things that I, you know, jumbled in my head. Um, It was never really, training was never really on my mind. Um, And it wasn't probably until, you know, like three years post-college where, I was like, you know what, like, I've been working out a lot. Uh, I've seen the benefits of working out not only in my athletic career, but then post athletic career, and just how much it's helped me with, you know, with mindset with, you know, staying consistent with just my overall health, my energy um, that, you know, I decided, hey, you know what? Maybe I'm, maybe I'm good at this and maybe I'm, I, I, I'll be able to, to coach people and help them the same way that I sort of help myself. Um, so that's what I did. I started to just kind of just post things about my workouts, you know, yeah. kind of just what my lifestyle was like and uh, got a few kind of online clients, remote clients in the beginning. Um, I did a little stint in corporate America America, just to yeah. pay the bills obviously yeah, had to do that make some right. money you know um but it was in 2016 where i quit my job and that's sort of when i started yeah. my entrepreneurial journey got it okay um and really focused on fitness um got my certification and personal training yeah and uh i guess you know the the rest is history, the rest that, is history man. i mean i can go on on, on yeah. what it looks like but no.
1: Yeah. I love it, man. I think we have a great idea and I, I love the chicken dance story. So like <laughs> somebody's asked that question before, which is great, man. And I like that you said, cause I feel the same way about myself. So as you were saying that I was like, just relating to everything you said, it's like, don't want to do what everybody else is doing. I was like that since I was a kid too. And yeah. you have parents, entrepreneurs, same thing here. So it's in the blood, right? So like something that we're kind of, I think destined to do oh, and just, it's definitely. just finding that, that niche, you know, so, so we're fitness. So I love the brand you guys have, the color scheme, the equipment, all that stuff. Um, you know, I think every successful business has to one solve a problem, which we already kind of talked about. You know, I mm-hmm. think is uh, what you mentioned, what you guys are trying to build, and two, it's like need a viable model and marketing plan. I do want to talk about marketing uh, yeah. in a big way here, but what is what is your uh, model there, Nate Services, and what what do you guys offer there, at Warrior?
2: Yeah, so uh, we we offer a. a- you know, a handful of different services. Uh, I, I guess our our main service and our main revenue is is personal training. Yep. Um, we break that up into two different categories. So we have, uh, we call it strict personal training, which is, yep. you know, just the typical one-on-one. It's client and coach. Right. Um, and that's one of the services. And then we have open personal training. And open personal training gives people the... Uh, the the feel of group training uh, got but it. you still get that customized workout program you still get that uh you know one that that training with that coach a little bit more uh sure. coaching throughout your workout yeah. um so those are the two different kind of personal training yeah. uh services we offer we offer an adult strength and conditioning program uh, which really just focuses on kind of you know buzzword, you know, functional fitness. Right. right. Um, just helping people, you know, you know, move better, feel better, feel more confident. Um, again, like I said before, we kind of meet people where they're at um yeah. in terms of their goals. And you know, we tailor the program based on you know what they want to achieve. Right. Right. Um, and then the last service is is with the athletic uh right. programs that we offer. Uh, you know, we offer Middle school, high school, and professional um, athletic performance programs, and uh, you know this is just really to to help these athletes get to the next level. Um, yeah. Again, we treat we treat those athletes the same way we treat our kind of Gen Pop popular yeah. uh, customers, yeah. and um, you know bringing them through um, you know an assessment to see where they're at in terms of uh, movement and strength. And, uh, you know, we tailor the program based on where they're at. And again, what their goals are as okay. well.
1: Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Appreciate you walking us through that, man. Yeah. And uh, a few questions I have for you on that one with those two different PT options models. Yeah. What made you come up with that? Cause I do, I do like that basically one-on-one and then basically small group training. Is it yeah. for different, uh, pricing options for the peel to kind of more people that type of thing or what was your reasoning behind those two offerings there?
2: Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I think that uh, the big thing was really just to, to just help service people. We know that people, they, they want, people enjoy that customization, right. right? One, they feel very special when they have, yeah. you know, their own folder, they have their own sheet with yeah. their name on it, and it's their own customized program based on them. I right. feel like that there's a lot of power behind that. Um, you know, the, 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 the second thing is, I think people enjoy working out in a group as yeah. well. Oh, yeah. um, you know, it helps keep them accountable. Um, it creates a community aspect yeah. um, with it. And uh, I just think that people, they, they really enjoy that. Um, but we also find that, you know, some clients, um, you know, based on a variety of different reasons, maybe their schedule doesn't fit with the yeah. open you know, right. personal training. So then we have to go to the strict personal training, right. um, or maybe they just, they just want that one-on-one time with the coach. They want that, yeah. that focus with the coach, Right. Um, which, you know, I, I think is again, super beneficial. And it, again, it just depends on what, what that member's goal is um, and you know, what is going to be the right fit for them. Yeah, for sure. No, yeah, I agree, man. Best of kind of both worlds, both
1: worlds there for sure. So I think, two good approaches to that 1000%. Now, Nate, the next box, I think we have to check as a, as a business, obviously is marketing, right? Marketing plan, marketing yeah. strategy, branding to me is a huge part of that. And kind of the story we're telling, I think branding, and I like your guys branding as I said before, like branding can be a great lead generator for, for what we do. Right. So tell us about your marketing strategy that you're using kind of right now in place to get new faces in the door on a regular basis.
2: Yeah. So, uh, I know before we jumped on this call you you commented on the the logo yeah uh the new logo and that that logo is is just a few months old so that was you know that was yeah. a big step um the logo before i just made up on you know some website online and yeah. you know that was it but i knew that it didn't really give the feel of right. what warrior fitness was so uh we worked with uh with a. um Someone who works on brands and creates yep. logos. We went through a whole entire process, um, and you know it was pretty intricate in terms of you know we want the letters to look like, we want the colors to look like, yep. um, and there's you know there's little things in that logo if you look you know yep. kind of closely, um, just even the way that the curves work on yep. the letters, yep. um, you know uh, that 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 really I believe you know embodies what what Warrior Fitness yep. is all about. Yep. So that was a big step for us. Um, even before that, you know, just the feel of the gym was, was kind of a big, big step for us. So uh, I kind of acquired this, this space from a previous gym owner. Okay. So okay. Uh, uh, it was, you know, two brothers who were kind of getting out of the business of yeah. owning a gym. Um, so what you see right now, whether it's online or Austin, yeah. you can see yeah. it behind me um, this place looked a whole lot different than what it looks like right now. Yeah. Um, you know, so again, we wanted to create a culture in here that when people step into the door, uh, you know, they, they feel different, you know, right. just, you right. know, from an energy standpoint, um, sure. and, 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 you know, you want it to be cool. You want it to be sleek. You want it to be clean. Um, but you know. I I think that, you know, stepping into a gym, I always felt that, uh, when I stepped into a gym that was, you know, a little bit different, uh, you know, I, I felt different and I think it made my workouts a little bit different. So I think that in terms of our brand, like just changing the environment inside the gym was huge. Um, and then the last thing that we, that we really focus on is, is social media is, is a huge, uh, you know, marketing, uh, platform for us. Instagram and Facebook um, are huge for us and really just, you know, trying to provide value for people and, and, and making them kind of fall in love with the things that we're doing through the posts that we put on, on social media.
1: Yeah. I'm, I'm on your Instagram as we speak. So like, yeah, really good, high quality pictures, which is key. I think nowadays, right. Definitely. Any, do you guys have any specific, like strategy for what you're posting or how you're engaging with people there organically. And then kind of two part question, are you guys doing any digitally paid marketing ads as well?
2: Um, Yeah. So, I mean, in terms of like our strategy on social media, uh, I see, I guess I see a lot of gyms where they fail is it's very much promotion, 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 like, you know, like, come to this class, sign up, sign yeah. up. This is what we're offering. This is what we're offering. Um, instead of coming at it from, you know, a value standpoint. So we wanted to make our social media presence almost as a place where people go to learn and to okay. you know gain value. Um, yeah. Educational. Nice. Exactly. So, yeah. uh, you know, th- that's, what, that's what we do. And then, um, I guess in terms of like the types of posts that we, that we do post uh, we do a lot of mindset stuff um, just because I believe that, you know, mindset first and foremost uh, is super important. Um, We post a lot of kind of like um, technique type videos, uh, you know, whether it's different types of exercise variations, or how to do a certain exercise, again, just to help people, not even just the members that are in our gym, but just the whole, you know, fitness community, anyone who's kind of working out. Um, And then, you know, the, the, the last thing is do we do a little bit of promotion? Yeah, we do a little bit of promotion. Obviously, you know, that's that's important to, to right. promote your business and sure. let people know yeah. exactly what you're offering. Yeah. Um, but not only just let them know what you're offering, but to just to, to have people know, you know, why you're offering it. Yeah. You know, like, why do we do certain things? Yeah. You know, one of the things that we do at Warrior Fitness that I think is a little bit different, uh, especially for our adult strength and conditioning groups is that uh we 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 do we write on sheets so the the workouts that you do in here um they run for four for four weeks the okay. same way that you would kind of have your own personal training uh mm-hmm. program uh uh-huh. we treat those adult strength and conditioning groups the same exact yeah. way cool. instead of changing it up every single time they walk into the door right they kind of get this routine, they get better, they see progress and they're able to track it, uh, kind of on their sheet. Yeah. So again, s- telling people why that's important to sure, track sure. your workouts, um, I think has helped us, you know, build our business.
1: Yeah. The, the why is obviously super important, right? Like if we have a strong, why we can withstand any, how, I think that's the same. something like yeah, that. You go. I, I may have butchered that, but you got what I'm talking about. So, uh, yeah. Side note, man, I keep seeing that leg press, Cybex in the background behind you, and it's uh, pretty exciting. Is that what that is? To your, Wait, what are you looking at? That leg press your, over your left shoulder. Oh, yeah. yeah. Old school, yeah. I like that, man. That's talking to me right now.
2: No, <laughs> I know. Funny. We uh, we actually, um, we had a, again, like I said earlier, yeah. I, I kind of acquired this gym from, from uh, two brothers, and uh, a lot of the equipment in here is the original equipment that okay. was in here. And I can remember you say that when I walked in here and I saw the leg press, I love, I love the leg press. So yeah, it's like I'm, I got I'm, rid of a, I got rid of some of the uh, yeah, equipment yeah, that yeah. was in here because it was a little too clunky. But right. Like, uh, I can't get, I can't get rid of that. Oh man, I keep
1: looking. I'm like, I want to hop on out right now I and mean, hit, hit, hit a couple reps. But uh, yeah, again, your, your brand is black and white. Talk to me about why you chose that color scheme. I think it matters. I think it makes a big difference. I know it looks sleek and uh, yeah. clean and fresh. Um, does it go along with like the boutique kind of feel and like what you're kind of the urban kind of vibe you kind of go trying to go for?
2: Yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, I think it's, I think, uh, you know, one, it it comes from me. So, I mean, as you can, I I know the, the listeners, they can't see right now, but I'm all, I'm always in black (laughs) and I love black. Uh, so, I mean, yeah, I mean, it, 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 it was kind of like, just like, uh, really just a dream of mine to, to have a, to have a black gym. Um, and, uh, yeah, I I guess, you know, it goes with the whole boutique vibe. It looks clean. It looks sleek again, just trying to, uh, just to trying to give people a different experience, like when they, when they walk through the door, I feel like, you know, you walk into big box gyms and they're very bright and they're white and they're big. And, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's kind of crazy where, you know, when you walk in here, you kind of, you know, you kind of crawl into your little hole and you can, and and you can kind of focus a little bit more. And I, I feel like a lot of people, when I told them I was going to paint the gym black, they were like, well, isn't it going to make the place look a little smaller? And yeah. then I painted it black and they walked in they were like, wow, this place looks so awesome. much bigger now that it's yeah. now that it's yeah. black. And I was like, told you so. I, told but, you uh, so, man. Yeah. <laughs> I always like black. Too. My gyms are both black. I think it yeah. pops.
1: You now, especially with the flooring like you have and the lighting, I think it's an awesome look and uh, yeah. definitely yeah. goes with the brand, man. So yeah, for yeah. sure. Now, maybe we talked about, you know, ways to grow this business in this industry, more members, obviously also increasing average revenue per member. Now with PT heavy business, what are some other ways you guys are able to do it? Or maybe ways you're even looking at adding to increase that average revenue per member or with the athletic training side of things or any kind of member you have coming in ways to up their average revenue?
2: Yeah. Um, you know, I think that, um, when, when people come to us, I think that, uh, They, they usually ask about the, the group training Okay. Okay. Um, and I think that that is a great place for people to start. Um, not only monetarily, um, just because of the, you know, what we charge for those adult strength and conditioning, but it allows them to get a better feel of the gym, what the community is like, what the coaching is like, what the programming is like. And, uh, you know, a lot of my, members here uh they're they're very consistent right and i think that that consistency makes them want more out of themselves okay and uh those members that you know might start with adult strength and conditioning those groups you know then they want to move to personal training yeah um so i i think that you know that's one way that we try to you know increase revenue with our Current members. Um, another way that we do that is by running different uh different programs. Um, yeah. so we we have nutrition programs that we yeah. offer throughout yeah. the year as well. <clears throat> we might have a fitness challenge that we that we yeah. offer throughout the year. Uh, we might do maybe something um even outside of the gym, whether that's like an outdoor boot camp, um, yeah. or we've even done uh workouts at local breweries before to kind of get people there but then also attract maybe some new clientele Um, so you know just providing kind of different um, services and opportunities for people to train with us
1: yeah I think that's great and like those events outside the gym are also good for retention and engagement within your community there right are there any other ways besides those events Nate like are you able to like text members when they're not with you, you know, the other 23 hours of the day or at Facebook groups or basically how are we able to communicate with?
2: Yeah. So, uh, I mean, we use,
1: (laughs) no, I can hear you now. There we go. Jesus. All right. We're good. We're back. We're good. Yeah. You heard my question or no?
2: Uh, You were saying how you're able to communicate with your clients. Pretty
1: much, yeah. On top of the events you do, just for overall retention rates, community engagement, are there ways you're able to communicate via text or Facebook groups or any other ways? Uh, And is there any kind of cadence to that?
2: Yeah, so we use uh, really email marketing is is probably the best way that we uh, communicate with our members. Uh, We send out a monthly newsletter just to keep people up to date um, in terms yeah. of what's going on in the gym uh, maybe some promotional things that we're offering again, yeah. outside yeah. events that we're offering. Right. Right. Um, but then also, you know, to also grab those people who might've fell off the wagon as yeah. well to also, you know, keep them up to date. Um, Cause I mean, you never really know when it's going to be the right time. Right. They're in person. Right. And I think that um, especially with fitness and you know with working with general population type of people yeah. um you know people's schedules change all the time you know they're right. always in, in in different uh i call it like seasons of their life and sure. uh you know sometimes it might not be the right time for them or they might fall off but uh you, you know as long as you're keeping that communication with them um you know you never know when when it's going to be the right time right. or you know know if something sparks their interest or something yeah like for sure
1: for sure yeah yeah always reaching out i think is good and i like to i like the newsletter a lot and email yeah. marketing is obviously big and uh obviously using social media too so people are, can engage with you that way which is yeah awesome i think we always have to be on like at least on their mind maybe not the front of their mind but exactly. it's always got to kind of always be marketing in some way shape or form um exactly. Cause uh, you know, this industry we're growing, or we're dying pretty much so.
2: Yeah, exactly.
1: It's, that's it. There's, I don't like that word maintenance. Maintenance is like, even like with your workout plan, it's like, no, you're going no, down. You know, yeah, exactly. It's hard to maintain like a, you know, 275 clean and jerk if you're not trying to push the needle, you know, yeah, so,
3: exactly.
1: so uh, Nate. So with all that being said, man, next five years, I know you've been open about almost three years now, which is awesome yeah. since you going through the, the worst of COVID and all that sort of stuff. Five years from now, it's now so May 20th, 2027, which is scary where's warrior fitness in five years
2: yeah i mean i think that we're at a spot where you know we, we've definitely uh you know reached sorry can you hear me i got you yeah sorry Yeah, it's, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. we might as well start about... over you just froze a little bit i didn't know yeah, if you me i think it's
1: i think my zoom is a nightmare today man i apologize but no i can hear you it's uh if the audio goes, it's okay. We can just use the, the, I mean, if the video goes, we just use the audio, but, uh, all right, my bad. Yeah. We're never ready. No, no worries. Yeah. Five-year plan.
2: All right. Sure. Yes. I think, uh, our, our five-year plan would be, uh, definitely growing our, our, our memberships here. Yeah. Um, not only with our adult strength and conditioning, but especially with our athletes, okay. um, you know, we definitely want to get a little bit more consistent, with how many athletes, you know, walk through the door, um, throughout the year right now, it's really like season by season. Sure, sure. Um, and you know, uh, we, we want to like really grow that, uh, clientele, um, definitely, uh, you know, hiring is going to be a big thing for us. Uh, you know, even especially over the next six to eight months yeah. as a business, um, You know, uh, right now I'm doing everything solo-dolo. So, you know, definitely getting another coach in here, I think is going to be huge. Uh, You know, not only just to help me out and help leverage my time, but also to give another experience for the people walking through the door. Um, You know, if they're always seeing me all the time, um, you know, maybe it doesn't always resonate uh, or maybe my style doesn't resonate with a certain person. So I think that, you know, adding another coach can definitely help broaden that, um, as well help to, you know, bring in some, some new members. Um, and you know, five years from now, I see us in a bigger spot, maybe opening up another location as well. Um, you know, who knows, but I mean, that's, that's definitely the goal. I love it. Yeah. And uh, Nate, with the uh,
1: with bringing on more team members, you can obviously scale, you know, you can scale the business, hard mm-hmm. doing stuff solo, right? I've been there yeah. too. Um, do you ever foresee your, your role or ideally like your role changing? I know you're coaching now too, some classes and PT and all that stuff. Yep. Like You said, wearing every hat, literally. Hey. You ever see your role changing to more like, we'll say that CEO role instead of, so working on the business instead of in the business um, here down the road, once you get that good team in place?
2: Yeah, I mean, a hundred percent, and I think yeah. I mean that was the reason why I got why I was interested in being an entrepreneur. Exactly, was because of the lifestyle that they were able to live. Exactly, you know? and and yeah. the the people that I learned from, um, you know, were obviously at a point in their career where they were working more so on the business instead of in the business. So you yeah. know, they had a different perspective, but it was that perspective that got me into it, and yeah. and you know, for me as a business owner right now, that's, that's where I want to be at. Right. Right. Um, you know, sort of, I mean, I am able to make my own schedule right Right. now. Um, but you know, to really be able to make my own schedule, do the things that I want to do, train the people that I want to train. Um, and then, you know, be able to, to grow this thing even bigger. I think that's great, man. And then also like, Provide that
1: opportunity for the younger folks coming up, you know, exactly. with the opportunities we had and like. Uh, but yeah, you hit the nail on the head, man. Like, I think that should be the goal and plan for every entrepreneur. We do this to create that time freedom and do what we love. Exactly. If we can make money doing what we love. It's the most addicting drug. I <laughs> drug, I think there is right. Definitely. I haven't taken too many drugs, but I think that's <laughs> I think that's got to be out there. But uh, yeah.
2: hey,
1: this was awesome, man. I think that's a great place to wrap this show up. Where can listeners check you out? Uh, Facebook, website, Instagram,
2: TikTok. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, uh, our website is, uh, www.warriorfitness617.com. Um, we're the same thing on Instagram, warrior fitness 617 and, uh, on Facebook as well. The same thing. We like to keep it nice and clean, clean easy man. for everyone to, to do facebook.com yeah. slash warrior fitness 617. Uh, you can find us there. Uh, if you're listening to this, you're in the area, come stop by, check out the spot. Uh, if you go on our website, you can, um, fill out a form. We offer a free assessment for, for new members, you know, whether that's with our adult group or personal training clients, we do offer that. Um, and you know, if you're somewhere across the country, we offer remote personal training as well. So yep. you can, uh, we can do that as well. Awesome, man.
1: Nate, love it. Uh, love what you guys have going on there, warrior. It looks awesome. And, uh, we wish you the best luck, man. Thanks so much for Thank your time. You. Thank you, you Austin. I really appreciate it. You got it, brother. Listeners, we appreciate you as well. Please hit like and subscribe to be notified for future episodes. And until next time, Jim lords, we are out.
0: Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money,
4: What's going on everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Jim Lords Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is JJ Fernandez and joining us on the show today is the one and only Kevin D out of DEA Finn. What's going on, man? How you doing today, Kev? Hey, buddy. How you doing? Always good, brother. Always good. Happy Monday. Happy Monday. Yeah, happy Monday to you too. <laughs> I appreciate you being here. We're excited to have Juan, but uh, before we dive into what you have going on at DEA, you know, first, why don't you tell us a little bit about how you describe your business to people and what made you get started in the first place?
5: Um, so, my business or my current business model, I would say, is a small group personal training. Uh, we work with mostly adults, some, uh, some athletes, um, but it's mostly your, your general like weight loss, building strength, just trying to, to feel a little bit better, um, you know, trying to get away for an hour for the day, whether it's from work or, or family, you know, trying to take that hour to yourself. Um, it's more of a relaxed feel. Um, I usually tell people that anyone who walking through my doors is not, uh, someone who we're going to try and put like on the cover of like men's health or something like that. Um, and you know, our sign outside even says like, if you, if you love pizza and you drink beer, this might be the gym for you. (laughs) So it's a little bit more of a relaxed, (laughs) a, a relaxed concept. Um, just knowing that we're all just trying to be a little bit fitter, happier, more productive, so to speak. Um, I got started. I became a trainer myself in 2009. Um, I actually i was i was in school and didn't really have like a set uh, pathway of what I wanted to do for a living. Um, but I had gotten a job at the the, the gym at my university, and they um, I just kind of became more interested in in fitness after working there, um, and that just kind of led me down this path to. Becoming a coach and trainer, um, I, I feel like I got to meet a lot of uh, heavier hitters in the industry that really, you know, helped guide me. Um, and then I opened up my own gym in 2014 for my own business. I should say in 2014, uh, subleasing space um, where I ran the the gym up until um, the pandemic happened. Um, then we went online for a little bit, and then in March of 2021. Um, I opened up in this spot that I'm currently in right now as my first sort of brick and mortar um, facility. Um, it took me a while to get there, but it happened. Um, so, yeah, but when I started the gym, I was actually mostly working with athletes at the time, um, but that kind of slowly over the years um, phased into more like gen pop. It was just easier um, to do. Not that I don't like working with athletes, um, but as far as for me, sustaining a business and growing a business it was a little bit more feasible to 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 attain and and keep students in the gym versus like the seasonal athlete so to speak yeah. um so that's most of my my sort of like bread and butter and then i also work as a um i work for a company called strong first which is like a certification company um and and they call themselves the the school of Strength. Um, But so they run teaching instructor certifications and body weight, kettlebell and barbell certifications, and they do other special education events. So I do work for them occasionally running some of their courses and and working at their certifications and things like that, too. Yeah. Awesome.
4: Yeah. And and so to dive a little deeper into DEA here. So, you know, I know you said uh, before we got on air on air here, you know, it was more oriented around like group coaching, if I'm not mistaken, correct? Yeah. Uh, And so now is that the only service you guys provide currently or do you offer any one-on-one? Like, If you had a list of services, what would that look like for you guys?
5: Yeah. So our list of services, yes, we do do one-on-ones. Our, our main thing that I try to push most people into is the small group. So, you know, two to six people really at a time. Um, But for some people who either want or need one-on-one coaching, um, we do offer that. Um, I don't have a ton of of one-on-one students. because I do feel that like most of them do well our our personal training group sessions are all very specifically tailored to the individual still so as long as they're okay with not necessarily having the one-on-one attention of people they're still getting the same quality like training services that I would give them if we were one-on-one um and then you know it's a little bit more affordable for them and I like the group atmosphere you know it's fun It, it, it keeps things energetic um, but there are some people who maybe they just had some kind of surgery or something and they need to kind of more slowly integrate back into the gym. Um, or maybe some people are just a little bit timid and don't like the group settings, but they realize they want some kind of higher quality training. Um, that's that's certainly an option. So I would say th- those are our two main you know, services that like if we were, were talking about a list, the main thing would be the small group training um, and then the one on ones if somebody really desires it. Um, I will work in athlete training, either one-on-one or into the small group programming. And I just change the programming to be a little bit more adequate to what they need for their sport or or something like that. So, yeah. Yeah.
4: Actually, I love the versatility there. And um, and so, one thing I never asked, how many members are you guys at currently?
5: We're at just under 80 members. I think the total is 77 right now. So, it's a small operation. Um, but I kind of, I kind of like it that way. So, yeah. I mean, one to
4: 77, I mean, it's, it's, it's a, it's a good number, man. I mean, I'll tell you, that. I mean, I don't think it's a bad down. That's too small. I mean, for you, especially, I think that's, that's a, a,
5: a great, number. well, you know, and I know I do, I have, I got a lot of friends who are gym owners and um, there's a lot of them who, you know, everybody wanted like 300 members, you know, the, the, the 10,000 square foot facility. And there's nothing, I, there's nothing wrong with that if it works for you, but I know a lot of people who are like, Oh, I thought I wanted, the giant gym and then I got it and I'm not so sure that I want it anymore you know um so actually I got some friends who who have downsized their gym um and because they just it was you know the the more responsibility you take or the larger it is the more responsibility it is and it's it's just more of everything yeah. um and some people are built for that um but even for me it's like a one man band and um I thought that I wanted that but after going through the pandemic I did a little bit of soul searching and um, kind of found that I was I was pretty content with where I'm at. Not that I don't want to grow, but I just I just ne- didn't necessarily feel the obligation to like go for the gigantic, uh, you know, like I said, a ten thousand square foot, three to four hundred member facility. Gotcha.
4: Yeah. And, and and so as a member or a, a, you know, client of yours at DEA, you know, if, if I wanted to get started right, and I came to you and I was like, hey, I'm ready to go. Uh, what would I have to pay to get started?
5: Um, so we have just a, like an evergreen intro offer, um, which is essentially 10 days, uh, to try our small group training for 10 bucks. Um, so certainly nothing that, that breaks the bank. Um, but I, it, it, it has them put something, you know, have a little bit of skin in the game, which I have found that even if it's $1, that's better than free, um, I I have found that doing freebies doesn't necessarily give people or it it just doesn't get people to like really buy in and take you seriously. Um, That's just my own personal experience. Um, And I also like that it gives them more of a chance to actually try out what we do and get the full experience rather than just like a one-time class. Um, I I feel like just like the free class doesn't really do you know the service and again the experience justice you gotta you gotta get in a few times so we do 10 days 10 bucks and they get to try it and then during that time um you know we just try and get to know them a little bit better uh work around them um we'll have like a you know a consultation we talk about like you know what they're looking for so to speak what some of their past um Uh, experiences have been good and bad Um, and then we just move on from there and if it's the right fit for them um, you know most of the time they end up staying on Um, but it's not the right fit for everybody so but yeah the 10 days for 10 bucks seems to work pretty good Um, you know for me I've been using it for uh, I mean I've had a bunch of different intro offers we've done 21 days for 21 dollars we've done six-week challenges you know we've done all these sort of things Um, a lot of the, like, I don't want to call it gimmicky, but even if, even if it wasn't gimmicky, but has like a little bit of gimmicky feel to it, it's just like, not, it goes against like my, who I am as a person. So I just can't even run that stuff very well. So it's best for me to just be as authentic as possible. Um, so I like the stuff. It's just like, listen, try it. I'm going to do the best I can to deliver a high quality service to you and show you why you should stay with us. Um, and it's up to me to do that. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I like the 10 days for 10 bucks. It's worked pretty well so far. Um, and yeah, so that's what we do. Totally.
4: Yeah. And, and so on the topic of clients here, you know, what has been the best method for you to, to
5: find new clients? Sure. Um, for sure, word of mouth, which I feel like, you know, any, any sort of small business gym would probably tell you the same thing. There's nothing like getting, uh, you know, referrals are so great because they... You know coming from a friend who already can sing your praises so to speak is more than uh you know any at least in my opinion any kind of like advertisement might be able to really um get it we're actually not even doing a ton of like ads like like paid ads right now i might do some like boosted things on social media just to kind of like keep the, the feathers out there or the, the feelers out there um but most of it's referral based. We do it uh, we call it a no shower happy hour once a month. Um, so we'll do, it's like a free workout where, um, our, our people can bring a friend if they want to. And then we go walk up the street and get like drinks and food and stuff and just socialize and hang out. Um, wow. so it's like, if, if our people, if our current members want to bring their friends in, there's a designated day every single month that's supposed to be fun and light and easy. um, for them to be able they know they can bring their friends in um, and then they get to see that like hey it's more than just exercise like it's fun it's, it's it's more of an experience than like just going to the gym you know sweating getting sore and then you know coming back the next day and then all those people I offer the same thing to say hey if you like this and you enjoyed yourself we do 10 days for 10 bucks um, and you know you can come try it if you if you feel like you're you're more interested in that so um definitely mostly referrals we have storefront too so a lot of like walk by people would probably be the next the next thing after the referrals um but yeah the, the any kind of paid advertising i used to do a ton of it um and now that i don't um i haven't really seen a drop in you know leads and, and clients and things like that yeah
4: 100 percent. i love that and i think uh I love the uniqueness of, the, of the, 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 the member day where they can bring in their friends. I love that. That's awesome. I think I'm sure they appreciate that too. And so um, on the topic of of, 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 you know, traffic here as well. So um, let's say, for example, you know, traffic was never a concern. Lead generation was never a concern. You know, how many clients could you hypothetically handle at that max number?
5: What would that look like for you? Like total as far as the entire business? Is yeah. what you mean? Yeah. um before i would bring i think probably getting up to like close to a hundred might be a lot maybe a little bit more than that um where i feel like i might have to like bring on another coach to help like we had to add in sessions and things like that without diluting um you know the service um i think i had mentioned to you that i did have a coach who used to work for me um we're still very we're great friends. Um, but uh, I, when I had her working for me, I didn't necessarily have, like, systems in place that I felt were were ready for her. Um, so I think I really want to make sure that I have all of my systems in place before I bring on somebody else. But, yeah, I think around, like, you know, somewhere around, like, 100 total members, I'd probably be like, okay, I need a little bit more help or we got to think about changing up how we, how we do some things here.
4: Yeah, I gotcha. Yeah, it makes sense. And I appreciate the honesty and transparency there too. I think oftentimes people, you know, will, will won't be as honest or transparent just because they want to, you know, show the success that so they've had, yeah. uh, you know, going, you know, and being honest, there is a major component here as well, because that's the real stuff that, that gym owners will experience in the process. Um, and so, now, when I said back from clients, if, if let's say, I know you touched on this a little bit, but I don't know if, it, if it's, if that's just a the structure, then obviously you, I mean, you could dive a little deeper into it or not, but um, if, if I was a lead and I was interested, whether I came in from social media or a referral and I'm like, Hey, I'm ready to go. What would the, the sales process to like onboarding process, the client journey look like for you guys at DEA?
5: Sure. So people, um, we have, you know, on our front door and everything, uh, we have like the QR codes that go directly to our contact form. Um, so that would be for like cold leads essentially coming in just being like, Oh, this looks interesting. Let's see what it's about. Um, so everybody essentially goes through there. If they find us through our website, that's how they get contacted. As soon as they contact us, um, all that information gets downloaded to me, but they also get an automatic email telling them a little bit about our bread and butter program. So like what our small group training program is, um and then they get a a, a calendly link to um sign up for a a consultation that's the next step for them is that they would come in they get to see the gym they get to meet with me and then they get to decide if it's something um they want to pursue as far as doing our intro offer um so that's how I, I, i my next step after they inquire is just getting them to sign up for consultation um when they come in for the consultation we talk a little bit about what i said like Tell me a little bit about yourself what are you looking for tell me some of the things you've liked or disliked in the past um, you know w- what's your favorite thing ar- around you well the other thing too is like where do you live do you live close enough that it's going to be feasible how about your schedule it's like the small group training classes are what you're looking for it's got to work with your work schedule and your 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 regular life schedule um, so we'll talk a little bit about that um, so kind of just like breaking down the things that might prevent them you know from coming in first um, and then we would move them into the, okay, it's time to, to get started. Um, once that happens, um, you know, we take care of the, the liability waiver and, and take in more of their information, their birthday address, their emergency contact, all that all that fun stuff. Um, and then I have a short YouTube video that demonstrates how to read like a, um, you know, sort of like a, a skeleton copy of our programs because they all work, the programs, work the same way you know I just put in different exercises for here and there depending on on the person um, so everybody needs to have a rough idea of how to read the programs when they come in here um, then they'll also in the process they'll download the app that we use we use the company called uh push press um, to like sign up for classes and that's how they schedule and that's where like all their credit card information and stuff goes in there so uh they'll download that we tell them about like our cancellation policy and how, um, when the window to sign up for classes um, closes, you know, all the, all the logistical kinds of things. And then we schedule their their actual first class and I'll, I'll watch them, um, you know, schedule it on their phone with them just to make sure there's no technical issues so that they, you know, feel comfortable doing it from then on. So we get their first class scheduled. We send them the YouTube video on how to watch or how to read their program so that they have a rough idea now, it doesn't guarantee anything. They're usually still confused to some extent when they come in. But it's better than having not seen it the first time. Um, and, yeah, so that's how they get started, that they will come in for their first class. Um, I introduce them to everybody who else might be in the class. I'll also, you know, let the other people know, hey, this is, you know, John's first day, right? You all had your first day. I'm going to be kind of hanging out with John for most of the time, but I'll, you know, I'm going to make sure everybody knows what they're doing we'll get the circuit started. Um, and, but if you need something, you know, I'll be watching, but if there's something real, make sure you, you flag me down. Um, and then I'm just walking them through the process, making sure that they know what they're doing. Um, and then the process just kind of continues like that. They do more and more classes sort of get the in-house experience of everything. Um, and, and that's, that's, that's pretty much it.
4: Yeah. I love that. And I think uh, it, it's simple, and I think it goes to show how much you do, you do it because you know, up top of your head, like it's nothing, and uh, you basically walked us through it here. So that's that's awesome that you have that process in place. And at least, you know, I, I think a big thing is having confidence in that in that structure because that's your mm-hmm. fulfillment, right? Once you get somebody on there, what's going to get people to stay longer or, or, or want to be a member longer? It's just how good that fulfillment is, and the fact that you have the down pack is awesome. Yeah. And so you know, here's a little bit of a deeper question, a little bit of a longer one. So if you need me to repeat anything, by all means, let me know. Um, you know, so there's about three pillars of business in, in fitness and gym industry that we use more commonly than any of, you know, the other two out of the five. Um, and that's going to be your lead gen, which is your marketing, mm-hmm. your client acquisition, which is your sales, and then your retention and ascension, which is keeping your clients longer, but getting them to buy more from you in the process. And mm-hmm. of those three, where do you feel like you can improve the most?
5: Oh, uh, I, I mean, for me, probably the sales portion of it, you know, I, I my sales experience is really just that it's like my own experience. Um, yeah, I've read books and, and practice and I've had other business coaches and mentors and things like that. But you know, sales is, is, is like the science of sales, I feel like is uh, not something I've put a ton of, um effort into i guess you could say um our retention is is really i mean i feel like we we have people stay with us for three plus years um on average um which i think is good <laughs> um, and um you know our lead gen i feel like it really one of the ways you know, I feel like anybody could get more leads, you know what I mean? But it's like, how much do you want to put into it to get those leads? And you want them to be qualified leads too. You don't just want, you know, a hundred nonsense leads that aren't going to go anywhere, right? You want to make sure you're, you're targeting the right people to, to get in. Um, that, that uh, for me, I usually, as far as like marketing and stuff, I typically will hire out when I get into that kind of um, portion. People that I know and people who have used other people um, before. So, That's, you know, mostly a referral base for you too. Um, But as far as my own personal, where I could personally improve, I think I could improve, um, you know, that initial sales experience or, or process. Not that it's necessarily bad, but of those three things, I think that that's probably where I could spend a little bit more time perfecting or improving upon. Um, as far as my process goes, I think I've got a pretty good product. People seem to like it. People seem to, you know, they like to be here. Um, they get, we get, you know, obviously the first thing you have to do as a gym owner is get some kind of results. Um, so we, we get that. Um, so that's not necessarily a huge concern for me. Um, so I think again, for me, yeah, probably this sales, uh, a portion of it would be something I could probably put a little bit more time into.
4: Yeah. And again, uh- Kevin, I, I appreciate the honesty there again because yeah. uh, oftentimes they who aren't as honest with themselves and I think that's the biggest thing here. You know, it's going to move the needle forward for just the listeners and yourself. So I think when you can be honest there, it, it helps everybody. So, sure, um, and, and awesome. Last two questions for you here, Kevin. You know, so what's the, uh, the bigger
5: picture, the overarching goal? Like, what do you want to accomplish with DEA? Uh, right now, I, you know, I still feel like You know, the pandemic almost feels like it was so long ago, but then it also feels like, you know, even just in like December, we had people who were very cautious about coming to the gym or would or would leave the gym because of another spike or something like that. Yeah. Um, And, you know, people should always do whatever, whatever they feel um, is best for them. But for me right now, I think in my mindset is still just keeping the ship moving forward, keeping the ship afloat um, growing, not trying to, you know, take over the world, so to speak, but like just trying to make sure we get through all of, all of that stuff. Um, it, d- it does feel like we're at like the tail end of it though, which I, I am happy about. Um, but I think for me, I, I wanted to, you know, I started my own business cause I just didn't want to be like, I don't want to say like, I just didn't want to be beholden to a boss, <laughs> you know, so to speak. And I wanted to do something that I felt mattered. Um, I wanted to have my own freedom so that whether I was successful or not successful, it was my own fault, (laughs) you know, that I was able to reap the rewards of whatever work that I did directly. Um, And I wanted to be able to create. So I think I just kind of want to keep doing that. I'm really happy with, with what I do every day. Um, and I used to, when, you know, when I was two or three years into the business, I think, you know, as I was kind of saying earlier, uh, I used to feel like, oh my gosh, like I have to get to a certain number of, 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 of members, right? Like I'm, I'm a failure if I don't get 300 members. And I just kind of realized that that doesn't necessarily matter. Um, I get to do something I enjoy every day. Um, it's in my own space that I get to do what I want with. Um, I get to positively affect every single person, or at least attempt to positively affect every single person who comes through my my door. Um, And I make enough that it keeps the lights on here. It contributes to me and my fiance's lifestyle. Um, Before we were together, it supported my entire lifestyle. Um, It allowed me to contribute to a... A, a savings as well as just a as, a as like a you know a retirement fund so a little bit of security I was able to pay for my own health insurance, you know all the things that like make us feel secure um and safe while you know living within my means um you know I'm certainly not like driving around in a Ferrari or anything but that's <laughs> You know, it's not really right now, at least I guess if I had a Ferrari, I'd say this is pretty awesome. But like, you know, it's not necessarily a desire of mine right now. (laughs) So I was able to do all the things that I like doing, go on vacation, spend time with my friends and family, you know, pay for all my basic needs. Um, And that is like incredibly satisfying to me. Yeah. Um, So I think for me, it's just to like keep that going you know um i i think i'd like to you know i do enjoy doing training things for um you know i love working with these people but uh you know one of the other things i like getting into is uh just as a trainer myself like is there a part that like or part of exercise a bigger role that exercise itself can play um you know, whether it's in a medical field or something like that, like, you know, be just being a part of a bigger, like whether it's an experiment or a research case or something like that, maybe with like, you know, cancer patients or so. like, how does this style of training help this type of cancer? You know, I feel like I'd, I'd be interested in like being a participant in that or like, you know, working with those patients and facilitating the exercise portion um, of that. Um, I had a chance to possibly do that a few years ago with the University of Pennsylvania here, um, and it we our schedules just didn't line up, um, but it was very intriguing to me. So I think aside from just the business side of things, personally I feel like that that's interesting to me, and uh, I'd eventually like to be able to get into some more things like that too. Yeah, that's awesome. I love that.
4: I think you're you're in this for just the right reasons, you know, and that's something that you can't be taught in something that you can't say either. So uh, awesome stuff there. And last question for you, Kev, you know, and this is, this is good when we had somebody like last month, man, I asked him this question, walk outside for 10 minutes to think about what his answer was going to be. Came back in, he's like, I'm ready to go. All right, cool. Let's do it. So, um, you know, Kev, if you can go back in time, man, to when you first started the gym and give yourself that one piece of advice that you feel like would make all the biggest difference. If you knew the stuff that you knew now, what would that piece of advice be?
5: Oh man. Um, I feel like there's a million pieces of advice that I would, I'd probably give myself. Um, I think the first one would probably be like a combination of work harder, (laughs) but relax, like chill out. It's going to be okay. Like don't. And like, I'm just going to start rambling now. Um, I think my business started to thrive more when I stopped trying to be someone who I'm not. Right. So I would see my, you know, this friend ran his gym that way. And that friend ran their gym this way. And she runs her training studio this way. And it was like, I was trying to be again, something. And I really just needed to like be myself and let my, let myself sort of, uh, create whatever the gym was going to be. I kind of had this joke right now where like, this is, this gym is actually like it's Kev's play place where we just happen to work out, <laughs> you know, cause I've got, you know, like golf clubs here. And I got a couch over here and like, I've got my guitar and amp set up in the back corner where like I'll play, you know? So um and that might not be for some people, but for me, it works. And it's like, this feels like my home. It feels like, my place but it's also a place where we do train and and that's another part of what who I am um so I feel like I almost want to like I'm trying to bring people into my world when they when they come in here um and I think if I had started doing that sooner probably would have been um probably would have enjoyed the process a little bit more of getting to and maybe even gotten here a little bit faster. but that was like a big sort of like foundational moment was just like kind of realizing that like the world and this place doesn't necessarily need me to be anybody other than myself. Um, and that people would accept me or not accept me for that. Um, but I felt that they certainly wouldn't accept me. They would be able to you know, see me for my nonsense if I was trying to be someone who I wasn't. Um, so I think that's probably like a, a big like principle-based um, idea uh of of that Uh, other than that again like i said first was i probably just could have like maybe worked worked a little bit harder but you can always work harder you know so maybe that's not even such a great one um maybe maybe works a little bit smarter but (laughs) you learn through experience so yeah i know but yeah so i guess for me the biggest thing is probably um you know not trying to pretend to be anything other than, than who I was and let the business sort of be an expression of myself. Um, and, uh, you sort of let like my own vibe attract, you know, the people who were meant to be here and, and, and go from there. Awesome.
4: Awesome. And look, well, Kevin, I mean, I think this is uh, a pretty good place to wrap things up on this episode, but before we hang out, you know, where can folks find out more about you? Like shout out your website, your sure. Instagram, your Facebook, anything you got, man.
5: Yeah, sure. So website is Um, My Instagram is DEA strength training as well. Um, I have a personal, like a coaching Instagram, which is uh, it's uh, underscore coach underscore Kev D underscore. Um, I'm on Facebook DEA strength training um i had a twitter i don't really use it so that's probably useless um but yeah the website is probably the best place to really get in touch with me our contact form is on there um or you can always reach out to us through um facebook or instagram as well
4: kevin thank you so much like we absolutely appreciate your time and contribution to the podcast we look forward to seeing what you can accomplish down the road uh and, and to everyone who tuned in today we appreciate you as well don't forget if you want to be notified about future episodes hit the like and subscribe button and if you're interested to join talk about your business model in the fitness industry, click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be attached to you very, very soon. And as always, till next time, Jim Lord's out.
0: Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors.
3: what's going on everyone welcome back to another episode of the gym Lords podcast i will be your host today my name is joe fitzgerald and joining us on the show we have holly drayton of better body fitness coming to you from smyrna tennessee holly what's going on how are you today
6: i'm fantastic couldn't be better
3: i am fantastic as well i'm excited say, to yeah. dive into this uh, are, are, are and- you feeling good feeling great today Oh yeah. Happy Friday. We get to talk about the gym business. My favorite thing to talk about. And so before we dive in on on strategy and tactics and and all of that, give us a little bit of context here, Holly. Better Body Fitness, when you describe this business, how how do you do that? What do you tell people about it?
6: I think I always start with the same thing and it's that we change lives that that's that's something that we do every single day and give people results we solve problems
3: yeah and it's at its basic core we save lives solve problems I'm interested in the origin of this because it sounds like you've made a couple of different stops within the fitness industry before this brainchild came to fruition now take me back tell me the story not necessarily the day that the doors opened for Better Body, but when did the idea pop into your head, I'm going to go out on my own and open up this gym?
6: Well, um, I think that um, I'll back up just a little bit and I'll say that so prior to this gym, um, I think that I was in a transition space with kind of where I was even with my partners um, in my other gym setting, the uh, multiple franchises that we had going on. Um, And I just almost felt like, um, that we just did personal training at that point in time, point in time. And I just felt like I wanted a little bit more, like just something different inside of the gym. And so I started doing small group training and then I started doing um, like an outside, like boot camp type thing, and then got a couple of other um, people like biting off of it. And it really grew in Smyrna, where I'm at now. Um, and so I decided once I had kind of parted ways with my partner that I had made a lot of men rich uh, along the way. And so I was like, I'm going to do it for myself this time. I'm going to actually take the chance and believe in me enough uh, to do better body fitness. Um, And I'm going to say that I don't know that I even did it necessarily a smart way, um, but I believed in myself enough that I could get people enough results that I needed about three months, um, you know, to get people to that point. And then my business would take off and it did.
3: Yeah. And and so here we are, right? A handful of years later, but talk to me uh, just kind of from a high level first, what's been your absolute favorite part about running this specific business so far? And then as a follow-up to that, what's been the hardest part about running this business?
6: Uh, I, I think for me, um, I'm one of those that actually truly really gets to wake up every single day and absolutely love what I do. There's not a day. Uh, I'm going to tell you something crazy, but I get up at 2.30 every morning. Um, I don't usually end my day till around uh, 8 p.m., Um, but it it really does give me a a crazy high um, when I see those before and after pictures or if I just see um, you know people um, embrace me in such a way of you've changed my life like those are big things for me and that's that's a huge um, something that helps drive me just somebody that's you know kind of struggled with a little bit of body image and self-confidence along the way myself I know how important um, what I do is for people and it helps improve every other aspect of their life. So that's my high of, of every single day.
3: Yeah. I enjoy and so flip that, flip <laughs> that. What's been now, what's been the, the toughest part here? What's been the hardest part about running this business?
6: This is going to sound very cliche. Um, I'm, I'm sure a lot of us, uh, would say this, but I would say COVID COVID has been the hardest thing for me.
3: Yeah. I think that's, that's probably a, a standard answer and everybody dealt with it. Uh, to some point to some degree in our industry from a numbers perspective how does your membership now compare to 2019 or early 2020
6: well so the reason why i say that covid was so hard for me was just like i said um you know, um, I had made a lot of people, a lot of money along my career. And so when I said, I'm going to jump out on my own and do this for myself, um, I had finally got to the point where, you know, I'm, I'm making $20,000 a month, make, you know, on my own, you know, my other studios, um, bigger with bigger investors and all that it was, it was a, you know, 75 to 150 a month, but now, you know, just for me to be personally doing that on my own, Um, that was a really big thing for me. Like I felt like I was, you know, it was something that I felt like that was obtainable, something that I could continue to move forward with. Um, And I never in a million years thought that what would take me down would be the government. <laughs> I mean, huh? I just, you know, I, I didn't, I didn't think that would happen. And so, um, you know, I tried to keep like the positive attitude, and and you know, like with business, we always hear, um, the the money makers and the the people that move in in the you know business world are those people that make it happen and are ready for like those recession, um, type things, or or when it goes down, you got to be ready to make those moves and to make that transition. But for me, it was just, um very difficult uh for some reason to um shift my mindset i like to just know that everything i just put myself through to get to where i was and you know at the the top and then feel like it just went and it was over you know it was just like you're closed until further notice and then they kind of only let us kind of sprinkle it back in so it was like i I'd say that i was just hanging on by the um you know, just the threads, you know, of bare bones of what I had left. Um, I would say the biggest difference of what it looks like today versus in Tennessee, what it looks like today, um, are people are still scared. People are, are scared, you know, to jump back in. Um, but I, I really think that it has shifted because where people used to come in to me and be very, you um, aesthetic, you know, would be like, here, make my, my stomach flat or, or make my mm. butt look like, you know, so-and-so or, you know, whatever. Um, it was like, I always had to keep a box of tissues near because people were emotional. Like it, it would, every sales, you know, uh, intro um, that I would have with the client would turn emotional of, I haven't left my home. I haven't, Um, you know, haven't taken care. And I just watched people just get extremely unhealthy. It was almost like watching that. uh, What's the McDonald's movie to where the guy like goes and eats McDonald's for like multiple days at a time or whatever.
3: Uh, Um, Supersize me. Yeah.
6: Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Uh, It was almost like watching that. Like um, even my athletes, it was like two months later watching kids that I had, you know, ready to compete at D one to shoulders rounded forward um, feet turning in. It was, it was just, it was bad just watching yeah. that whole aspect of it.
3: Yeah, and, and you mentioned a piece of this that I think is important for everybody listening here and that there still is a decent portion of the population who doesn't want to come back to in-person fitness. Right. It is what it is. I don't think there's anything you can do about it. I don't think there's anything I can do about it. Right. The, what we can control is finding those people that do want to come back, right? There That's are still right. plenty of people looking for a gym here walk us through what you've been doing post pandemic quote unquote for marketing to to try to convince some of those people to come back into the facility
6: well so like like we talked about in and kind of like the pre um before we got on this um, I actually made a comment uh, on Facebook and Facebook was my number one um, driving revenue to everything that I did with my business. Um, I'm, I'm a little bit older, um, so I'm not like uh, social media, you know, fantastic or anything like that. So um, Facebook was where I was getting a lot of my business from. I, my team, you know, was doing a really good job with helping me with out with my ads. Um, and then I made a comment, you know, something to the effect of, um, let's be proactive and take your vitamins. And they completely deleted my Facebook page and without, um, you know, you, you can't, um, no appeal. You know how, like when they'll tell you, you can appeal. Um, I pushed appeal and like literally less than two seconds later, they were like final decision. (laughs) So I was like, you really have to like regroup and and rethink about you know how you're going to do things. I tried the online thing, um, going online, and it just wasn't necessarily fulfilling, you know, to me. So I was like, let's give this another go. Um, hired a team, and um, they helped me um, put together another Facebook um, page. It, it, I don't even couldn't even tell you all the maneuvers that we had to go through, um, and how much money that I had to spend to Not get cheap. that. Out up and going it was not cheap at all um and so but i I do use a a lot of facebook and social media but i also partnered with a supplement company and we're doing um like a nationwide movement of like 15 day challenges and that has been huge for my business it's just been huge because people just need that little jump start um to get them back i'm i kind of question Um, whether people are using the pandemic as an excuse um, Mm -hmm. to, you know, stay unhealthy and stay in that um, I'm just working from home aspect and I'm going to just keep going down this path. Um, But I'm not going to let up. We're we're starting a movement.
3: Yeah. So a number of things there to unpack. One, be careful what you put into Facebook and and the powers that be will shut you down. But (laughs) uh we're re-established now it sounds like you're you've had some success with paid advertising in, in a number of different capacities we're re-established and at the same time changing the front end a little bit we're focused on these short-term commitments just to get a foot in the door right so then we can continue that momentum to move down from there tell me a little bit about the sales process with that holly when somebody reaches out they're interested in joining the gym what's that process typically like who's meeting with them what's the conversation like
6: i am I'm, I'm going to be very unorthodox here um and when i say this and this is just from um my experience of doing this for 25 years um is that um i'm really good at the sales um side of it or the, the i'll call it the problem solving uh okay. you know the side of it um I'm very good at listening um, to what my clients need. And so my sales process starts with um, each and every person. I actually have a phone conversation with them to, you know, kind of see where they are, um, if if it's even a good fit for one another. Um, And then I have them uh, come in and meet with me, but they meet one on one with me right now. Um, And it's because I'm a little higher ticket price um, on Um, than just like your average, um, you know, box gym, big box gym. I'm I'm a little more than that Um, on my personal training side and my small group training. Um, Even my kids are are a little more expensive probably than Mm -hmm. what a lot of them are. Um, And so um, I actually take everybody through that sales process. I go through it with them. Um, And it's really just unpacking exactly where they are um, with, you know, in life. And so I like to explain it like, Keeping it as simple as possible, changing habits, and you know just everyday lifestyle. Um, but it's it's also about finding what is your why, like what actually makes you tick. What is going to make you actually? If you don't come in for a couple of weeks, what do I have to use against you to you know come back after? When the alarm clock goes me. off it at works.
3: five in the morning, what's gonna right. what's gonna pull you out of bed? Yeah. So and so it sounds like if I'm understanding properly. You pour a lot into this sales conversation. We're invested in each and every prospect. You mentioned that, that you handle the majority of the sales. Do you track conversion percentage or some sort of sales metric like that to know the efficacy of this?
6: i do um and um if if i'm doing if i have handled the phone conversation up front and that person is is ready to make a decision i don't fail i don't fail like close it, it, to 100 i i get them in the door yeah. but but that yeah. means that that person's ready to go. Um, yeah. but I'm, I'm very good at, um, you know, figuring out who I'm going to spend my time or energy on with, but, right. you know, like I said, it's a, a big difference from saying, you know, gold gym, um, you know, $50 a month to me being two fifty to my personal training packages being anywhere between three to five grand, um, for a very short period of time. So, I mean, yeah. I think it requires me to, I think that marketing
3: piece becomes even more important to this, to make sure that not only are we bringing in the right people, but we're deterring the people that don't quite belong here. That's, that's an even more important aspect of this. And Holly, our conversation so far has been essentially, where do we get people from and how do we convert them? Where do we get people from and how do we convert them? But expand this out a little bit as you look to the future here now, What's the big picture goal for you with this business? Where's the the pot at the end of the rainbow? What's the goal?
6: So um, I, I'm going to say that I had to personally take a, a little step back from kind of like that whole um you know, the the pandemic and I had to really reevaluate what was important to me. I think like so many of us that, you know, follow all the gurus, um, you know, I had this goal of just being larger than life and, you know, going in and, you know, taking over the world as far as like in, in, you know, in the gym business. Um, But I just had to really reevaluate and ask myself what's important to me. So I kind of restructured everything. I did create some online webinar type things. Uh, I really invested my time um, and money into um, getting some good coaches to help me um, with creating a webinar that I can actually be proud of. That's that's always my biggest um, challenge is that I am so hard on myself. Like I want it to be, a, if I'm selling you something uh, or solving your problem, then, and, and I'm not cheap. I want it to be good. I, I really want it to be something that is, um, you know, that we can turn into a system and I can duplicate. Um, so if I put my time and energy in on the front end of it, you know, then I can, t- you know, turn that out um, in a different way or figure out what are the little tweaks that I need to um you know, make that go with maybe other trainers? Or maybe if I'm not there, what does that look like as far as, um, you know, my systems being in place? Um, and would everything still work as smoothly? So I had to really take a step back and say, where am I at with my family? Where am I at with, um, you know, how much time and energy at this point in my life do I want to put forward? Um, and and it, it really just kind of took a different shift. Um, I'm going online, but I also feel like, my my big thing is still, I really want to just create a movement and help as many people as possible um, get in shape. And if that's online or if it's here, actually in my facility, um, I'm going to keep pushing forward. It could and be so, both. Um, that's where I'm going with it. I'm yeah, not, there's no turning back.
3: There is no turning back. That's no. the the ambition and the excitement that we like to hear on the podcast from people. I think this is an interesting time in our industry, because so many people have been weeded out of this right. industry, but it allows for this sort of gap or, or vacuum for everyone else who is still around to take advantage and, and really serve some people. That's a fantastic place for us to start to wrap our conversation up, Holly. But before we do that, why don't you tell people where they can learn a little bit more about what you do? What's the best website? What's the best social media? Where can people find you?
6: Well, I'm on Facebook um, and Instagram at Holly Fitness Drayton. Um, and you can go to my website. It's betterbody.fitness. So.
3: Straightforward and simple. Holly, this has been a bunch of fun. I really appreciate your, your willingness to contribute. The entrepreneurship community needs a little bit more candor and, and full disclosure when we talk about what we're doing. And the world isn't all sunshine and rainbows and what you see on social media. So I, I appreciate Ooh, I love that. <laughs> your willingness to contribute. I'm excited to see what the future holds because it sounds like you're very much not done and there's still a lot of potential to be tapped here. So I wish you nothing but the best and, and I look forward to seeing you again this down the road.
6: Joe, this was awesome. Thank you for having me.
3: I appreciate that. And thank you to everyone who tuned in as well. Don't forget, if you'd like to be notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. If you're interested in joining us to talk about your business model, click the link in the description, fill it out. Our team will be in touch with you soon. As always, until next time, Jim Lords out.